Hi everyone. This episode's a little different than the past few, and I want to warn you, I do share some stories that will pull at your heart. Although it may be harder to listen to, it's vital for all of us to hear. We need to tune into hard topics instead of tuning out. I started this podcast as a listening tour of sorts as I finished my PhD, which focuses in part on the politics of identity and how we can find common ground. This summer, I'll have the chance to dig deeper on this issue and travel overseas to hear from thought leaders who've come through a 30-year war in Northern Ireland and have spent the last 50 years bringing people with opposing views and ideologies to the table to talk about it. Yes, they come to a physical space and talk to each other. What a simple but important concept. No online fights, no finger pointing, open ears, open hearts, and open minds. I can't wait to witness this and tell you more about it. My podcast has allowed me to think deeper, listen harder, and grow in ways I didn't anticipate when sitting down behind this little microphone. My hope was a few people would join this journey so we could learn and grow together because I value keeping these conversations going and growing through different perspectives. I grew up in a small town in the Midwest. I've lived in three major cities on the East and West Coasts, and I've spent the last decade raising my family in the South. I'm grateful for those who took the time to listen and connect with me from all of these places and beyond. It feels like listening is one of the hardest things to do in this 24-7 infodemic we find ourselves in. Although we are more connected than ever because of technology, I find deep connections with people can be hard to come by. This last month, I needed a few extra weeks of listening and for pause. After witnessing three mass shootings in the month of May, I needed more time to process. Rarely do I give myself this space. I'm a deadline-driven person, but in my heart, I knew this deadline needed an extension. As I pulled a loaf of bread from the shelf at my local grocery store the other day, I paused thinking about the 10 people killed in Buffalo who were doing the same routine shopping before someone gunned them down. As I passed dozens of different denominations of churches in Nashville on my drive to work each day, I think of the victims in the California church shooting. And as I dropped my daughter off for her last day of first grade last week, I felt pain in my heart for the 21 people, including 19 young children, who should have been celebrating their last day of school in Texas that very same day. Instead, their funerals are being held and 21 crosses mark the schoolyard where they once played. Throughout the past 20 years, I've talked with hundreds of mass shooting survivors and victims' families. I'm forever changed by long conversations with the parents of the Sandy Hook Elementary shooting, victims' families from the Fort Hood massacre, people who witnessed deaths in churches and synagogues from several cities, concert goers who were killed watching their favorite bands at a country music festival, students who lost their best friends at Parkland High School, Virginia Tech, and the University of California at Santa Barbara. And I've also talked with parents of shooters who took these people's lives. Sitting face to face with all these people, forever changed me. After all of these conversations, I was hoping to come away with simple solutions. Instead, what the victims, survivors, families, first responders, mental health professionals, and community leaders taught me is that we're not listening to each other. This country is founded in rights, but won't focus on the wrongs within these rights. Can we at least agree some things in our system are broken after seeing innocent people, including innocent children, murdered again and again? You've likely never sat on a parent's couch as they pulled out family photos of their six-year-old child who was shot while trying to master her ABCs. I hope you never do. I've done it quite a few times over the past 20 years. 
You've also probably never talked with the father of a cold-blooded killer who explained how he tried to help his son for 18 years and feared the day would come where his son might hurt someone. This father was screaming from the mountaintops, and no one would help him. Truthfully, not many people were willing to listen because the solutions wouldn't have been simple. This isn't a finger-pointing exercise. It's a perspective I want to share so we can grow and figure out this mess we're in. I don't have one answer for how to solve this crisis, but I know we need to listen to each other and act soon. This issue is too complicated to parse out in one podcast, but we can't stand by and let it happen again. Next time you pray, eat, shop, listen to your favorite song, or drop your child off at school, think about what's at stake if we don't listen and act. We'll pick up our next pre-planned episodes focusing on mindfulness and music, and then I look forward to taking you on a journey to Ireland and hearing from thought leaders across the pond who've navigated difficult topics in divided communities for the past five decades. We all have a lot to learn from each other. In closing, I want to give you a few questions to think about with me over the next few weeks. Who do you need to listen to that maybe you've been tuning out? Are there perspectives you can consider outside your bubble for the greater good of all people, especially our future generations? What actions do you need to take to help create change for the better? Taking time to listen is a big act that everyone is capable of doing. Thank you, as always, for taking time to listen to me today. I look forward to continuing these conversations, and most importantly, I look forward to hearing from you in the coming weeks and months. (music) 